Hey, welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to still post our show on a Google platform. Yeah, for all we know, Google's going to shut down YouTube halfway through this episode. Come on, Google would never spontaneously shut down. Yeah, ooh, got him. Got him good. All right, Google announced the news that pretty much everyone's been waiting for since they first launched their Stadia game streaming service almost three years ago. Stadia is shutting down. <laughs> Everybody's been waiting for the day. Uh, and while Google will offer partial reimbursements for the players that have bought into the system, it's far from a clean break, uh, especially for developers that were completely blindsided by the news and possibly stuck holding the bag for development budgets in the tens of thousands of dollars. So just how badly does this screw over players and developers? And more than that, how did Stadia fall so completely and thoroughly on its face? It was like a face plus skid, ankles in the air kind of situation. We'll go over the whole story. But first, let's cover all the news details of the announcement. And for that, we go to our staff, Google Google, Charlotte. What's the word on the street, Charlotte? Let me tell you, the word isn't Stadia, it's Stadia. Got him! Like it's like it's dead. Like it's breathing its final exhale. Stadium Vice President and General Manager Phil Harrison announced to shock and awe the shutdown via a public blog post on Thursday, September 29th. After trying to claim some gaming cred by mentioning Google's role in their mobile app stores and YouTube, Harrison writes that Stadia will shut down on January 18th, 2023, since the service failed to gain traction. Harrison's got a chaser to help you wash down that bad news, though. They are refunding all Stadia hardware purchases that people made through the official store. Uh, they're refunding all games and add-on content purchases, too. You won't be able to get your money back for your Stadia Pro subscription, though. Uh, they're not being that generous. And honestly, that's on you. As for your games on Stadia, you'll be able to access your library and play through January 18th of next year. Google's aiming to process most of the refunds by mid-January. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a cool move and all, but let's be honest, it probably won't take Google a long time to process and refund all of those Stadia purchases. Like what, 50? 55? Man, zinger. My stamp and approval arm is going to get a sprain in it or something. But it could be a lot worse for players that invested in Stadia. What? Did anybody invest in Stadia? I mean, let, hold on. Let's not speak ahead of ourselves here. The sudden shutdown is far from a gift. Uh, sure, players are getting their money back for games they bought on Stadia. But what about all the progress they made on those games they played on Stadia? Those save files are locked in the cloud like everything else. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 players are already requesting that CD Projekt Red make save files from Stadia available on the cloud, with Reddit user DeskPixel writing, I care more about my save game than a game refund. I hear that. Uh, IO Interactive, which published its Hitman games on Stadia, tweeted that they are, quote, looking into ways for players to migrate their saves onto other platforms. And Ubisoft, which has a number of games on Stadia, told Axios they are, quote, currently working to bring the games you own on Stadia to PC through Ubisoft Connect. They later tweeted something similar, adding that they'll have, quote, more to share regarding specific details as well as the impact for Ubisoft Plus subscribers at a later date. Yeah, and some makeshift solutions are starting to tumble out. 9to5Google posted a guide on how to use Google Takeout to export and download save files from Stadia. It's not a quick process, though. It could take minutes, hours, even days to export your save. So it sounds like it's going to be a headache one way or another to try and pull any game progress out of the Stadia ecosystem, but at least companies and communities still have a few months to figure it out. Personally, I would like universal cloud saves in general. Sure, of it course. It would only make would. me buy the game more than once. Yeah. So it seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that This is all very, very annoying, all the Stadia stuff. But there's another group here who's taken the news even harder. 
Stadia developers. But first, a word from our sponsor, Noom. Inside Games is sponsored by Noom. So Noom is a consumer-led digital health platform. As a leading expert in behavior change, Noom leverages a powerful combination of human coaches, psychology, and science to empower people to take control of their own health. One of my favorite things about Noom and one of the reasons we accepted them as a sponsor is because Noom helps you learn how your mind works and the why behind the decisions you actually make. Learning, not dieting, is what leads to real lasting change. Noom will help you create healthy habits that make you feel better both physically and mentally. There's lots of things on Noom that you can use, but here are a few good examples. There's food and exercise trackers. Uh, there's an ability to track your weight, water intake, glucose levels, blood pressure. And then, of course, exercises, quizzes, and insights into the root causes of your eating habits. A few awesome things I've noticed on Noom are how much all the snacking throughout the day can really add up or how it really helps me make sure I'm getting up, getting some steps in or getting away from my desk, doing a lot of walking around because there's a step counter in the app as well. So to take your free Noom evaluation, please click the link below in the video's description or go to noom.com slash inside games. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash inside games. Thank you again, Noom, for sponsoring this video. Hey, thank you, Noom. Back to the story, though. Stadia's shutdown is set to have some very negative consequences for Stadia's developers, both inside Google and out. Yeah, Harrison's blog post mentions that, quote, many of the Stadia team members will continue to work in other parts of the company. That's good, I th- we think, I guess. Many is a good amount to not be laid off. It could, I guess it could be some or most, I don't know. That statement does acknowledge though that some employees will be let go, which is never good news. Of course, uh, Stadia's shutdown will also have drastic ripple effects on third-party developers and publishers that have already started work on Stadia platform games. By all reports, the shutdown news completely blindsided these developers with some fearing for the future of their projects. Developers ranging from Little Indies all the way to Bungie said they were completely caught off guard by the news that Stadia was headed to the Google graveyard. The Destiny Bulletin news account tweeted a screenshot from a Bungie rep indicating that they didn't have any advanced warning of Google's announcement. The rep said, we just learned about Stadia shutting down and have begun conversations about next steps for our players. Such an early collaborator on this endeavor too. Yeah, so weird. Developer Tom Vian, who has made games like Snipper Clips, was also shocked by Stadia shuttering its doors. He tweeted an article about Stadia closing and wrote, Tangle Tower was due to launch on Stadia in two days time and this article was the first I heard about it shutting down. Oh, man. Yikes. No more robots, developer Mike Mike Rose even speculates that Google might simply not pay money owed for a game they're delivering to Stadia in November. Yeah, so apparently nobody outside of Google got any heads up about this. And while the big developers like Bungie, well, you know, they'll probably be fine. Money-wise, smaller devs have obviously sunk a lot of money into making games for a platform that now won't exist in a few months. Really worried about their organizations. I want to make sure everybody's still employed. Uh, Hopefully Stadia wasn't keeping them afloat. Uh, Game developer Rebecca Heinemann, whose Match 3 game Luxor Evolved was coming to Stadia Pro in November, told Axios that their Stadia rep was, quote, apologizing up and down about the sudden news. The Stadia rep also brought up the topic of reimbursing Heinemann, asking how much they invested in making the game. Heinemann responded with a five-figure sum, and the Stadia representative replied, quote, I'll work on that. So, hopefully some of these developers will get reimbursed for the money that they threw into this. They're working on it. Send some emails. Wrestle oh, yeah. uh, Axios asked Stadia if they had an overarching plan to reimburse developers but did not get a response. Brandon Sheffield of Necrosoft Games tweeted that Stadia 
had the best dev revenue of any streaming service and launching Hyper Gunsport there was going to recoup our dev costs. His game is also launching on other platforms, but he said that Stadia was particularly sweet because Google paid developers based on the percentage of time played by Stadia Pro users. He said that Google was the only company that offered this kind of guaranteed return. Sheffield's game was scheduled to launch on Stadia next month, but now he said the studio is in a much tougher situation. Uh, hopefully we don't see a lot of smaller developers in potentially ruinous situations because of this. There's another angle to Stadia's shutdown that's a little more academic, but it's definitely a grim vision of the future. There are currently five games that are fully exclusive to Stadia, which means they're set to disappear from the world entirely when the service shuts down. One of those is Pixel Junk Raiders, whose developer Q Games had a deal with Google to exclusively bring the game to Stadia last year. In a post, the developer confirmed that the game would no longer be available to play after Stadia shuts down, but they said they're open to talking with publishers to bring it to other platforms. Yeah, this is one of those situations that really highlights the drawbacks of digital-only media. Once the platform shuts down, a lot of the games disappear too. Yeah, been a problem with gaming since the dawn of time. Uh, as consoles get old, games become abandonware and just fade into history. It's sad to see this timetable so sped up with the collapse of Stadia in less than three years. Some Stadia exclusives are jumping to other platforms though. The studio behind the horror game Guilt, a very well-received Stadia exclusive, has already announced that it's going multi-platform. Tequila Works wrote on its site that Guilt will be coming to other platforms next year. Though they didn't announce which ones, uh, but that's definitely a case of a good game that deserves the chance to find life elsewhere. Yeah, speaking of finding life, there's now the concern that Stadia controllers will just become completely useless. <laughs> Destined for that pile of plastic next to the connects and rock band drums at Goodwill. Google has an opportunity to be real cool about this and push a firmware update that just converts them into Bluetooth controllers. Or at the very least, maybe just look the other way if the community does that themselves. Uh, that just about covers all the angles of the shutdown. It really feels like Google's just walking away from the picnic, just leaving all their trash behind in the park, uh, even if they deserve some credit for voluntarily offering refunds to consumers. Gotta leave only footsteps, Google, come on. <laughs> this is kind of the interesting bit, the history of it. There's, there's always been this kind of resentment or animosity towards Stadia, and where did that come from? I mean... Technically, Stadia never did anything to offend anyone, right? Yeah, it's a bit hard to explain, so we'll let history make the case for us. Uh, recent history. <laughs> Google formally announced Stadia in March 2019 during their keynote at the Game Developers Conference. Bafflingly, they teased the announcement with an installation showing Stadia's prophesized spot alongside some of the industry's highest profile failures. The Dreamcast, the Power Glove, and E.T. for the Atari 2600. Oh man, I, I love hubris. <laughs> um, Google announced their streaming service with the usual unshakable confidence of a tech company buying their way into a new market. There was just one problem though. Uh, for a consumer-facing surface, Google never made a good case as to why Stadia was better than traditional gaming. They kind of didn't. Uh, there were a lot of ways it was worse, though. Namely, a lack of games. Features that weren't delivered. Uh, but more than anything else, really, there was the overarching question. Who is Stadia for? Because <laughs> nobody could answer that. Yeah, I guess theoretically everyone. That's what Google would tell you. It's for everyone everywhere <laughs> on every screen. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The idea is that you can play games on your PC with a dedicated hardware. You don't have to patch. You don't have to buy new consoles. So yeah. it just works, baby. Except, you know, when they pull the plug and it doesn't work. But outside mm. of early adopters and tech enthusiasts, there just never seemed to be a wider audience for Stadia. Value propositions seemed kind of out of whack with Stadia. It's the same game on console with more restrictions to access 
but it costs exactly the same. Uh, and the ecosystem isn't nearly as developed. Uh, it's a very rough pitch all the way around. Yeah, a rough pitch indeed. Stadia almost, though, got its perfect use case when Cyberpunk 2077 launched in late 2020 with all its infamous technical issues, which I think the, the day-to-night glitch was actually canonized in Edge Runners. That's a theory of mine oh, yeah, from yeah. the last couple episodes. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the time, players on Stadia reported that it ran great. So maybe Stadia picked up some sales? The question popped up during a CD Projekt investor call in April 2021, a question that was simply responded to with laughter. (laughs) One of the executives then made it clear that Stadia was nowhere near comparable with big portal stores like Steam. Uh, So if we try to summarize here, it's the combo of a bunch of factors that kind of made Stadia the stinky kid in the room. They entered the market with confusing branding, confusing value propositions, and managed to convince very few players to actually try it out. And so, Stadia became somewhat of a running joke. Uh, Needless to say, which gamers love. They love those running jokes. The cake is alive! Needless to say, the announcement last week that Google is shutting Stadia down wasn't a huge shock to pretty much anybody. So shocker no, Stadia will soon come to an end, and we'll all have one less option when it comes to buying and playing games, and... Developers will have one less partner willing to invest in game ideas and bring them into the world. And when you think about it like that, it's kind of sad, right? I don't know. Yeah. There's there's this gamer hubris. We want, if people don't come correct and try to understand our culture and ways, we want them to get out. And that, that was part of it too, I think. But competition is good, right? Even if it's coming from outside of the companies that we generally associate with game production. So... I don't know. Shouldn't we be sad? Stadia is gone. Isn't this isn't this not good news? Yeah, I mean, I think on its face, competition is good, but Stadia didn't really seem interested in making more games playable to more people. It, it, it was just kind of always read as yet another walled garden added into the ecosystem, which we're seeing now with developers left high and dry. Like, it, it, it's it never seemed to uh, increase accessibility in ways we've seen Game Pass and XCloud do. Like, it, it just seemed like. It seemed like a like a rich kid deciding to bring on get a hobby. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then you know, a couple months later, it's like I'm actually bored of spelunking. That's a really good analogy, boy. What a bummer! Because Lawrence's point is right. I wish we had uh, another developer and another publisher so that more, more developers could go to them and be like, "Hey, I want to make games," and say, "You'd be like, here's more money because Google's got plenty of it, obviously." Uh, So it is kind of a bummer. At the same time, I also used Stadia early on. It was really neat to like play a video game in a browser or something like that was it was cool. It was cool tech. And uh, it's not that I ever believed in Stadia, but it was one of those things where I was like, hey, if if there is yet another option, there's yet another piece of competition that makes uh, Sony and Valve and Microsoft shaking their boots a little bit and have to lower prices. Great. I'm good for that. Uh, So this is this is kind of a bummer. But also, let's all laugh at Stadia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have achievements. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like it, kind of like the rich kid buying their way in. At least that money was, you know, in the rich kid scenario, was going to the Spelunker shop, and that person probably got a nice payday off this rich kid. So, I don't know. Hopefully, some developers got some big fat checks out of this. Hopefully, they're not left too high and dry on the tail end of it. Uh, I'm appreciative that Google decided to burn a lot of money trying to bully their way into games. But I'm not surprised it turned out the way it did. Uh, hey, while the games industry is getting a little smaller soon, our family here at Inside Games just got a little bigger. Uh, you may not have seen him in this episode, but he's been here with us. That's right. Jesus it, Christ. Is that? Whoa! Jesus Christ! 
I thought it was Brian Gar. I thought it was only Inside oh, Gaming's well, Brian that's Gar. That's my Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so we welcome Brian to the Inside Games family. Welcome. Uh, we are so happy to have you. Yeah, and Brian's got one up on Jizo because I never read about Jesus beating Battletoads in the Bible. So easy. Points on the board. It's also kind of fitting to bring it up now because now's about when we usually thank our patrons, which we're about to do. Uh, you know, we'll do that specifically in a second, but working with Brian is a direct result of your direct support. So thank you very much for deciding to support at any level or even just watching the show. That's great. Uh, specifically, though, we'd like to thank these patrons for supporting the show, even though they invested everything they had in Stadia. Uh, Mason Hoover, Regulus, Spirit Bear, Everyday Brian, and Elite Four Josh. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. My patrons are smarter investors. They waited for the dip. And now they're all in on Stadia, baby. Maurice Thompson, Docs360, UESE Battleroid, Jambers87, Christian Morgan Anderson. You guys are going to have warehouses filled with Stadia controllers for dirt cheap. Ride the wave, baby. <laughs> I almost today took the like two or three Stadia controllers I just accumulated by working in games in some capacity to Goodwill, but then stopped because I was like, are Google accounts logged into these in any way? So oh, yeah, I was like, I guess I'll just hang on to them. Put it in the microwave just to be safe. 